Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Mountain, where we are discussing past events, current events, possible future events, all through the lens of a biblical perspective with the goal of accomplishing two things, edifying and encouraging the believing Christian and bringing understanding and answers to basic common questions to those that do not believe in Christianity with the goal of bridging the gap and bringing unity in the community. Hope that no matter what you believe in today, you will join us as we get into today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You're on the mountain. I'm Samuel, your host this afternoon, and I got with me my good friend Dalton. How you doing, Dalton? What's up? Doing good. <laughs> yeah, so we're sitting outside today, so if you hear some birds or some Ball-faced hornets that I keep seeing, uh, maybe some boys shooting basketball. We're out at the park, taking uh, taking in this nice Saturday afternoon. So we're gonna hop into today's subject. Uh, I got Dalton with me because I felt like he was a perfect person to relate to this subject matter with his own with his own view and his own perspective and experiences and everything. Um. Just talk about the church. I know that uh, for me, I got I got friends <clears throat> being younger, being a younger male that I know from comments that get made and perspective and even like some of the perspective I used to have before I knew what was up and what was really going on. The view to local churches, something that I didn't really want to be a part of. And the reasons I had for that decision making were not really we're not really based correctly. It was because of things I didn't know or not knowing what I didn't know. And so I was making a decision without all the information, an uneducated decision. And I know that I've got, even now, friends, you know, and family, uh, young and old alike, that are in that kind of boat. And uh, so we wanted to clear some of that up today by kind of just sharing some experiences and true to the heartbeat of a lot of what this podcast is about, very practical application and information for your day-to-day life. But specifically today in, in regards of what the local church is, what a local church congregation is, and um, maybe, you know, just present some things that kind of show why it's beneficial to be part of one. That's what I'm trying to say. And so I know Dalton's going to have some good insight to that, too. Uh, we do go to the same church now, but we didn't always. And so I'm going to share a couple things throughout my time in this life and uh and he is as well and then we just gonna kind of kick it and just talk about talk about church today so appreciate y'all joining us and hope you find this beneficial i think you will so real quick i want to do some house cleaning things about what today is about what this episode is not going to be so uh me and him were talking about the format of this episode earlier and i was saying to him you know like if you go to church of any denomination, Baptist, Pentecostal, non-denominational church, um, Methodist, all across the United States of America, and as far as I understand, really in a lot of cases across the world, the format of a church gathering, uh, be it on a Sunday or a Saturday, little side note thing that a lot of people don't realize is, you know, my old church in Augusta, we met on Friday night, so not every church is necessarily uh, church gatherings necessary Sunday morning. We go to church every Wednesday night as well. Um, so, but the format of how it's structured is going to be similar across the board. And so you come into a building and you're going to meet and greet, and then you're going to have some form of worship. Uh, styles are different, but the concepts the same. And then you you may have like an offering, and at some point there, usually after that, and then. A word or a testimony somebody's going to teach out of the bible or you have a testimony or a combination of those things and then you know some sort of maybe worship or prayer type thing and then you're going to you're going to be excused you're going to exit that's the basic template across the board if you go to different churches as a general format that's what you're going to find and there's good reason for that that's not just something that people made up so I'm going to run through some scriptures real quick, but what we're not going to do today is get into the biblical and historical uh, foundation of why church is the way it is. We're actually going to get into some practical stuff, but for housekeeping purposes real quick, and just for the bean counters tonight, come from my neck, I am going to explain some of the, the scriptural reference. 
I am going to put all of these scriptures and possibly a couple more in the description of this episode so you can do your own Bible study and kind of get an idea of where this stuff's coming from to understand the biblical background of why churches run the way that they do and are set up the way that they are. Uh, and I probably will find a couple of links too to some videos like I like to try to do. I'm not sure how that's going to go, but I'm going to look into some things later today and see what I'll come up with. I might have those. But I will have these scriptures. So real quick, just a few of them that I wrote down. Uh, you got Acts chapter 2 and chapter 5. That was really where you see the first church ever coming together as a, as a congregation. That is a body of believers congregating together in one central location. And uh, so those those areas uh, in Acts chapter 2 and chapter 5, they really talk about the spirit of what the church is. Uh, if you go into 1 Corinthians 11 and 14, you find some instructions about the order of worship and different, uh, you know, instructions about how, you know, organized gathering is supposed to go down and maintain order and things. And there's some cultural implications in that, in those scriptural references. Uh, James 2 talks about, uh, some things that are supposed to go on in an organized body of believers gathering together, which is what we're talking about today, because the church and a local church are not the same thing. A local church is a gathering of believers in, a, in an area of the greater body of the church, which is the body of Christ or the ecclesia. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, believers, it's Christians in the earth. A local church is where a smaller group of those people gathers together to function in worship and learning and, you know, that type of thing. So James 2 talks about some things that are supposed to, you know, not be done in that setting in terms of equality. Titus 1, Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy 5 and 3, James chapter 5, Hebrews chapters 13 and 10 have some places to touch on. And so all these different things that I just mentioned, I'm going to put them down in the description, will show you the biblical foundation and there's some more too that i might add uh where we get this stuff from why do we why do we do church the way that we do it and uh that's that's uh that's how it's going down yeah i got this hornet like flying around me man i'm extremely uncomfortable but i've been watching hornet king's videos and learning that i gotta be calm <clears throat> and i don't have the spirit of fear you know but a power and a love and a sound mind so I'm trying to really put that into practice right now as we uh, as we do this podcast. So anyways, um, <clears throat> but all that stuff's there. So I'm going to drop that for you. You can look into it, do your own Bible study. Uh, that could be a whole other subject. Today I want to get into practical stuff, and you're going to see the difference in what I'm saying, uh, you know, as we get into it. So there's your Bible foundation. But what actually takes place in a local church? You know, what's what's the benefit? What's the, what's the purpose? Uh, if I'm not in church and I don't understand church, you know, should I be... You know, all these things go through people's minds. I hear people say, well, you don't really got to be in the church to be saved. And, you know, so albeit that may be true, you know, normally when you make a statement like that, you don't, that tells me right now you don't really understand why the church, why God put the church in place. So we're going to get into the practical stuff. Um, and I'm just going to share from you some of my experiences. Like I said, Dalton's got some of his. And so with that being said, I guess this hornet is joining us today, so it's going to be three of us. I didn't know that, but uh, I don't know if he really has anything to relate on the church. Probably not, but uh, <laughs> but there's probably some stuff I could il do an illustrative sermon with how they run their nests and their organizations and tie that in, but I'm not going to. So uh, I didn't plan on that. Maybe a later time. So with that being said, I'm going to open it up. So uh, I guess I'll just jump in this way off the top, and I'll say, um, you know, I didn't have a great understanding. I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up churched. I had been in church some uh, as a child. And then I had visited church, you know, here and there with, with friends of mine when I go stay with them and their parents and stuff like that. And I'd been in different kinds of church, you know, because of that. And, um, but all in all, I was not churched, you know. And so when I came into the faith, I had, I had an encounter with God. I had an experience with God in that sense. And, um, I came to really believe uh, <laughs> I uh, hey, I might have to move. I think I'm going to move over to this table. I'm going to transfer. So when I came in to the faith, I, uh, I didn't know much about church. And uh, actually, to be honest with you, for the first um, for the first how many ever months, I actually didn't even attend church. Uh, 
because I just wasn't church, you know, and I, I was on that train. I was like, well, I don't need to be in church. Now, there were some things about that I didn't even understand, even even in what God has really said. I hadn't read that yet and got there. But yet and still, I wasn't in church. I wasn't familiar with that. I wasn't necessarily comfortable in that type of setting. And, I, and you know, I didn't feel like I related in all of that. And so it was difficult for me to transition from the streets, so to speak, into a church setting, you know what I mean? And and I had so many already preconceived notions about what church was that was really fueling and facilitating that type of logic that I had. Uh, so I wasn't really I wasn't really comfortable with that, you know, on the outset. So does that sound like something familiar? Like, can you relate to that? It's a really similar uh, situation for me. It's like. I had attended church, different types of churches, uh, throughout different ages and phases of my life, but I never regularly attended Sunday morning church. Um, So I had been exposed to it, but it was at a young age, so I really didn't understand much anyways. But up to the time when I had my salvation experience, which was around 21, I really didn't understand anything. You know, when I went to church, it was like Wednesday nights when I was younger to play sports or like with my friends, you know, you hear Bible stories, but I really don't remember, uh, recalling much of that or having a great impact on my life. But it's really a similar experience as far as my exposure to the church. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of, cause we're about the same age. We pretty much are the, that same generation. And, um, I think a lot of, a lot of cats, you know, have that, that experience and that interpretation. So here's what I didn't know on the front end. And I've coined this definition. Now I, I heard something similar to it before in a little class that I was in and I don't know if it was exactly this way or not but I remembered it specifically this way from my own thinking so my definition of a local church is this and once again we're talking about a local church the one down the street from your house right now on the corner with the little cross on the on the roof a local church with a sign that says something funny out front every time you pass by one of those so <laughs> a local church is supposed to be now, now, mind you, I'm going to put a little asterisk right here. Side note, every church ain't built the same. So I'm not saying guarantee you the one down the street from your house is what it's supposed to be. But it, but, but I, I get the benefit of the doubt and say that most are, though. Really, you got genuine believers in these houses of worship across the nation. A local church, this is the definition according to Sammy, is a central hub for the community providing spiritual and natural resources. And to me, that's what it's supposed to be. So it's a central hub for the community, the surrounding, immediate surrounding community, and even abroad, that's supplying spiritual and natural resources. And um, so to dive right on into this thing, you know, just, you know, how does that work practically? Uh, so I'm going to just say some things from my life. And, you know, like I said, we go to the same church but uh, I'm gonna share a couple of my my experiences that I've had, and then and then I'll have you just you know share with the people some of yours, and then we'll just kind of build off of that, um, and I'll backtrack because over the eight years I've actually been at three different ones because I moved uh, for for a couple different reasons. Um, you know I'm not big on church hopping for the record, but due to circumstances I actually I actually did I have three churches I've been a part of. So, for, but for right now, where I'm at right now in our church, the car that I drive, uh, I was in a situation where I had bought this car kind of kind of, um, not knowing that I was going to have a major shift, a, a downsize, a decrease in income months later. And I bought it with a high interest rate, crazy, and... Um, trying to repair my credit and just bite the bullet. And I had this master plan in my own mind that I didn't really seek counsel on, you know what I'm saying? So I was neglecting the spiritual resources aspect at that time. And um, I ended up in over my head and couldn't afford the vehicle and was just going to forfeit it basically and just take the hit. But, you know, due to being plugged in, 
not just going to a local church body, but being plugged in, building relationship, being open, honest, vulnerable with the people in, in my local congregation and actually opening the door to my life into them, which is what I mean by being plugged in, actually having real fellowship with them, not just passing by and shaking hands on Sunday. It's more than that for me. Uh, you know, I had this opportunity where members of our congregation stepped in and said, you know what, don't do that because that's going to cost you more in the long run. In the short run, we'll refinance the car for you. They not only refinanced the car for me, but they taught me how to pay the loan off without paying interest. So they made like no money off of me in doing it. They they gave me an amortization schedule, which I an amortization schedule. I can't say it, but they taught me what that is, how to prepay your interest and pay just principal. I paid the, a car that I thought I couldn't even afford. I ended up paying off in a year total. And so they walked me through that. So the car I drive is paid for because of uh, members in the body, a local congregation, the home that I live in, and the the, the one that um, you know that we're closing on um, to start to build up our own financial life. You know, as a newly married couple and everything, that's from a local, that's from a relationship in our local body. So the home I live in, the the you know, and our property, my car, and even the place that I work came because my department manager is a member of our local body. And then he got the job because of a member of the body of our local congregation that's no longer there. So it all ties in. So literally my whole life outside of church on Sundays and Wednesdays, which is really the point I'm getting at with a lot of this stuff today, is a direct link to relationships that are that were established in that body and then connections that were in that body so my day-to-day -day life when i get up and go to work the car i drive to work and the home i come to and sleep in is all directly related and to the job you work that's what i'm saying the <laughs> job that i'm working when i go there is all because of our church body and so had i not been plugged in could god still provide for my life and all that absolutely i'm not saying that but my proposal to you in this whole thing is this is the way he wants to go about doing a lot of things. And I go back to Acts 2 to really cite that concept. And, um, you know, I would have been missing out on a lot of this. If I'd have been isolated off and doing my own thing, I would have missed these connections. These people, you know, these opportunities came about with me having nothing to really offer on my end. So this was all just blessing that came my way and has dramatically shaped my entire life, not just the natural things I have, but going back to the spiritual resources, the way how I understand things around me, you know, like uh, property and business and all these things. I have all these other skill sets that are internal, not just the external things I've gained. And it all has come from being plugged in, not just showing up, but being plugged in to our congregation, you know, that we, that we're a part of. So it's huge for me, man. Me, my family, uh, these are very practical things that have dramatically impacted my life you know so yeah yeah um it's been amazing to to witness because i've been a first-hand witness to all of these things um when you were moving back home from augusta you know i was already going to lambs and you knew me and you knew Mr. William and these all these people at Lambs. Yeah. You were trying to find somewhere to go. You you were coming back and I literally saw all this unfold how God used uh he utilized the members of the body uh to somewhat build your life back up, you know, and take it in the direction where he wanted it to go. And um it was cool to just sit back and see and to ride on what you were saying is like could god have have uh you know given you know blessed you uh if you didn't go to lambs of course mm -hmm. but i think you gave him more tools to work with you know yeah. and you put yourself in a position uh that it's it's more likely and it, it just gives god more to work with you know mm -hmm. in your day-to-day -day life um, because I mean, I believe that God wants our natural. Uh, I, I believe God wants us to be naturally and spiritually healthy, you know, and live an abundant life. You know, I know that might make some people um, a little nervous when you start talking like that and talking about money and 
prosperity and stuff like that. But that's not why we follow Jesus. We don't follow Jesus for prosperity. Right. But it it comes with the package. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not saying that everybody is going to live in, you know, a mansion and drive a brand new car and blah, blah, blah. But I believe it is God's will for his people to be the lender and not the borrower. Yeah. You know? can, I, can I say something on yeah. that too? Because I mean, it made sense to me because why wouldn't God want us to be able to be a blessing? And so for the, <clears throat> as an example for the refinancing situation of my car, you know, if I wasn't, if there weren't people that were living abundantly in that way, like you're saying, then they wouldn't even be able to help me out. Yep. And, you know, so, you know, I, I didn't, I came up rather on the broke side, you know what I mean? And yep. so now I'm getting these opportunities to understand you know wealth and all of this stuff and um and just good business decision making and everything like that financial decision making i meant to say but if there weren't people that were already at that point then they can't give it back to somebody like me exactly and you know so i think god wants to take a lot of our young people that are out here that that don't they don't even have any point of reference on how to make good financial decisions how to build something up yeah and like why wouldn't he want to have us in that position because as, as i accumulate and acquire the more that I have the more I can give and do you know exactly. what I mean I can be a better blessing myself so exactly yeah. you know and in the kingdom of God you know we don't accumulate just to keep accumulating like you said we're blessed to be a blessing yeah. you know and I believe that God is strategic you know can people accumulate wealth on their own yes they can but I believe God strategically you know he multiplies people who are gonna who are gonna give back you know who are gonna bless others you know this is for building god's kingdom and not ours you know but yeah i mean i just think it's been really cool to to sit back and see you know so what about you like what kind of experiences would you say you had from being in a local congregation you know that like advanced your life in a practical way like something you didn't really see coming yeah. Cause a lot of times we think we're just going to church because I'm supposed to go to church and all. So like I didn't expect a house, a car, a job, and all that. That wasn't really on my agenda. Right. So, you know. Yeah. So I think our story. That is where our stories kind of differ. You know, differ is that I feel like God. You know. I I was really more uh, requiring more spiritual. Uh, health and emotional health when I was when I first got saved um, and that that's really where God first started to you know address so to say as like you know so whenever we get saved whenever we, we get born again we're born into a new life you know like we both established earlier that we knew not pretty much knew nothing from nothing you know about the kingdom of god about the bible about christian living um so when i got saved it was you know the bible was like gibberish to me you know i didn't know anything from anything i i didn't have christian friends um i mean i come out of a life of sin you know nothing but sin so that was the aspect that I more so benefited, you know, early on. I mean, I've only been saved six years. So, um, it put me in a, a safe place, you know, for guidance, uh, to be taught how to study the Bible, to be taught how to live my life as a seriously devoted follower of Christ. Um, and how to reap, you know, um, get healing in my soul you know from all the trauma that i I had experienced before i encountered god Mm um you know god has blessed me you know naturally as well not so much through the bodies of my local church but i went back to school you know i dropped out of high school and got my ged and then i started taking classes at a technical college and i got my associate's degree and I started, you know, working in the medical field, which none of those things I had planned. But so, so let me ask you this: yeah. even if it's in an indirect way, because I think what mine was a little bit more direct, yeah. well, it definitely is. But like, 
<clears throat> would you say that even in a, and if you wouldn't, it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> but if yeah. you would, say in an indirect way, being plugged in that way really was helping you to move in that direction. Like, would it have been more or less likely had you just been out on your own and not plugged into a body of, you know, people that are established and, you know, whatever, the particular people we have around in our situation, would it have been more or less likely that you would have accomplished these things had you just been on your own, you know? Yeah, I probably would have gave up. You know, honestly, I probably would have threw in the towel because, I mean, that's what I had. I had built a habit of that you know mm. of not finishing things that i started especially when they get difficult because i know you have people around you just i don't know the specifics but i know i'm dealing with the same people so yeah. i know that you have people around you in our in our body that were like encouraging you along yeah. the way to stick with it you know and everything like that absolutely you know all the time you know it it is it, it's deeper than just small like and that's you know it ties into like you said the emotional spiritual and natural aspect of our person where these people i i they demonstrated to me that they cared about my life mm -hmm. you know they cared about me as a person and my future and what god had planned for me you know they'd always every time almost every time how school you know how are you doing down there at the beach you know yeah. texting me calling me checking on me you know and you know what, man? That's that's one thing you saying that made me think because that's one of the major things to me. I could say honestly, and because I think it's one thing a lot of people don't understand. My learning of Christianity has taken place at my house. Yeah. I promise you, ninety percent of what I've learned of Christianity has been from me at home studying the scriptures, praying, seeking the Lord privately in, in my life, and and everything like that. And then you know, watching things on YouTube that kind of caught my attention and following up. Majority of my learning, 90% has taken place on my own. What church has not been for me is people trying to get me to believe what they believe. Exactly. My, my, my church, people don't do that. They don't yeah. sit around like try to teach me to believe. But what they've done is walk with me in life. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. you're saying in practical ways, dealing with me just about, you know, how's your job? Talk, let's talk about that. Just like a family member would, you yeah. know? it has. I think a lot of people think it's like, I'm going to go to church and they try to make me believe you know it's not necessarily that not to say i haven't learned things in church you know right. i mean pastor teaches things and i'm like wow you know that does happen but honestly my main takeaway from the church bodies i've been a part of that hasn't even been my experience in eight years yep. that has not even been my experience of people trying to get me to believe what they believe yep. you know what i'm saying like almost to the point where if that was like the focal point of what was going on i'd probably go find another church you know what right. i'm saying because the holy spirit can teach me you know but it's been people like really more or less more or less like walking with me through life in practical ways and helping me deal with hurts and hang ups and um you know just navigating day to day life so that's that's a good point man. exactly you know and um and I know people have had you know bad experiences with churches i know I know people and it's it, it keeps people out of them you know from attend from regularly attending church. But what I would say is maybe you just stuck your head in the wrong one, you know, or maybe the the issue might have been with you, you know, how yeah. you how you took something. Absolutely. Um, and uh, but I will say is like so as me and Sammy, we established earlier, we were not churched growing up and we heard all the same things, you know, that and we even I know I said them, you know. I'm not going to church, you know, they, they're just a bunch of religious people, they you know, judgmental, you know, we all hear the same stuff, but in reality, I just didn't want to go to church, yeah. you know, I didn't have any interest in God or going to church. But I think a lot of times, I think what happens is, and that's the point of us doing this, is the reason that people come to a conclusion like that, that's fine if you come to that conclusion, but man, make sure you understand the whole dynamic of the thing. Because this whole this whole section, you know, there's like the religious part of just tradition and formality and, you know, teaching or like like what God's got to ha would have us do, which he does. And that's why I said, I'm going to have all that info for you as well. 
But there's this whole other aspect, which to me is the second half of how does this practically apply to your life? It's not just going to check a box because God said you're supposed to. But see, that's all I really understood on the front end. I got to go hear them teach me the stuff. No, no, no. There's all these things that we're talking about that had I've known this aspect, I'd have probably been in the church way before I was, but I didn't really understand it until I got in the middle of it. So another thing you said too, though, is, and it's like I said, that to me, the definition I have of a church, you know, that I got, that I picked up somewhere along the way is, it's a central hub for the community providing natural and spiritual resources. And so spiritual resources come in a variety of shapes and forms. Um, how to make, how to be financially, how to be a good financial steward for yourself and your family and your community at large. That to me, that's a spiritual resource. Uh, I, I really view it that way. Um, just how to approach and deal with money and all in all facets. But another thing too is like you said, you know, emotional uh, trauma and all those type of things, you know. And so that's not to be overlooked. These are very serious issues in people's day to day lives that anybody can relate to in some form or fashion. And the thing for me was, you know, when I came into my first church body that I got plugged into, and to me, that's a key thing you keep hearing me highlight because just going to church is different than being plugged in. I mean, I'll just be real with you. You know, our church congregation is rather large. We've got people that just show up, but then we got people that are plugged in. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same. And so, you know, and I mean, I'm not saying specifically who they are. I don't really know our church congregation being as large as it is. I'm not connected with everybody to that degree, but I know there's that element, though. You know what I mean? And so, you know, when I first got plugged into my first church, it was a smaller church and that afforded me some different opportunities. But, you know, I came in with all that baggage because I was fresh off the street and um, I, you know, what I'm saying I moved. I was living in a toxic environment. It's very unhealthy for me. Uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, all that type of stuff. And so, you know, I got, I got this opportunity to move into this transition house and uh, I turned it down. And then, you know, the guy that was overseeing it was leaving and, and the pastor was like, you know, now I was part of the church. He's like, you know, he offered that to me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do that, man. I, I was willing to do that. And so I moved in and, you know, being in that environment, man, is where I really learned how to keep a clean home. We had a routine um, and I, you know, it was just a lot easier for me to do that because the environment I, I was in was so opposite to that. That even though I kind of wanted to, to live differently, I was fighting such an uphill battle. And this place, it wasn't that way. You know, Pastor Ty there was really adamant about routine and structure. But I also got to witness how he lived and other men in that church. And I learned so many valuable things from those guys there, particularly him, about being a husband, about being a worker. Because he worked uh, a full 40 to 60 hour week. You know, being a regional manager where he was at, but yet being a husband at the same time and being the pastor of our church. And so I watched how he handled all that with, you know, just the integrity in his life and the, the hard work ethic that he had. And so I was soaking all that stuff in like a sponge. And he was teaching me these things. And um, that wasn't, you know, like, again, people think like, oh, we just got to, you know, the pastor just going to drill scriptures into your head. No, the scriptures are supposed to be practically life giving if they're not. My proposal to be to you is that you don't understand what you're reading. You know what I'm saying? Jesus said my words are spirit and they are life. And so if it don't translate to your day-to-day -day life, with all due respect, I think you have a religious approach to the text. You don't really understand what you're reading yet. You haven't. It hasn't clicked for you. But uh, for Pastor Ty, you know, he could teach me a whole lot of spiritual things without mentioning one scripture. Not to say that he wouldn't, you know, because oftentimes he would. But I was gaining so much what I call uh, spiritual resources from that time in my life that will carry with me for the rest of my life, you know. Not to say that I've always nailed them, but uh, it's a growing process. And But you got to start somewhere. For me, that was very much so a beginning because I was so used to, like you said, there was so much toxicity in how I was living. And we was in, we were in, you know, like we were... We were in situations where it was just sitting around smoking weed, politicking, looking at YouTube videos, politicking about nonsense and being lazy and unproductive. And so it was such a day and night, pun intended, transition for me to be in that environment while I'm watching this man and these other people also live more so in the real world is what I'm going to say. Yeah. And um, operating and functioning as Christian men and women while doing so. And that dramatically has shaped my life forever. You know what I mean? For the good. Uh, you don't even got to be quote unquote religious to, to see the difference. You know what I mean? I got family members that could testify to that. That aren't really so much quote unquote religious. 
But that's where I was getting those resources from. And all that was due to me saying yes and being willing to be uncomfortable because I was even moving into that house setting. But just something telling me, and I know now it was the spirit of God leading me that this is what's right. This is what's good for my life. And so I'm going to I'm going to bypass my discomfort and do it anyways. And the results have been tremendous and valuable. So I totally can relate and understand what you're saying from that aspect as well. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just like I said earlier, I've only been saved, you know, for six years. And really only been going to Lamb's Chapel for four years. But I would, in all aspects of my life, I would not be where I am today if I did not, you know, follow up on being invited to this church um, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Um, and I love what you said about, you know, learning from these older guys and stuff like in the in the church. It's a group of people who are in all different stages of life. You know, mm -hmm. there's people who have been where you are. And they've done what you haven't done. And then there's people who are younger than you or whatever. And you've done what they haven't done. And you can pour into them. But, uh, I mean, I tell people all the time. And I thank God often, you know, for leading me to this local body of believers. Um, and it's, you know, I love my church. And I think it's one of the best in the city, but it's not the only good one. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if there's if there's good, you know, if there's healthy leadership in place and they know the Lord and they've developed that that atmosphere and that kind of structure, then it's going to be healthy. And there's going to be people like you and me who who stumble in there and benefit from it. But down the road we'll be able to help benefit others as mm -hmm. a result you know it's a cycle it's it's just it's organic man and mm -hmm. i mean that's that's when people ask me i mean that's pretty much where i'm at to this day about you know what i think about the church or regularly attending yeah yeah that uh each one reaching one concept a lot of people throw that around a lot, <clears throat> but man, what better resource to do it than, than you know, the local church? You know, I was thinking about we were talking earlier about uh, one of the programs that our church is doing in their smaller community, you know, neighborhood in, in the South Side area, <clears throat> and you know, so one man gets a vision to do something to bless that community and reach out, especially to the to young men and women in that community, and give them tools and resources to to succeed in this world and not go down the wrong path and everything like that. And that's good. You know, he could, he can take that, that unction from the Lord, you know, and that desire and pursue that and make some things happen. But when he brought that into our church body and the whole body got behind it, man, look how much is being accomplished now. And it took on warp speed. You know what I mean? And to me, uh, I, you know, an example was, I remember when I first got saved, I was waiting tables and one of the young dudes that was a waiter at the restaurant with me uh, lost his money one night. So, and it was a rough night. That was a rough place to work. And he had one, it was like a Saturday, a Friday night, one or two. And it was a rough night. And, man, you just, like, ready to get up out of there. And now you done lost your money, man. It's like, dang, so I just did all that for nothing. And I felt so bad for him. And, I mean, I'm fresh out the box. Just, you know, saved not, not long. And I got that burning compassion. And, unfortunately, a lot of times that, that dies off. And I... I I hate to say that a lot of times that's happened with me. And um, I don't want that to be the case, but that's a side note. So I'm just like filled with this compassion for him. And so I was like, man, I wish there was something I could do to bless him. And I, I feel like God gave me this idea and was like, you know, if you collect $5 from every other server, you you could repay probably more than he made tonight anyways. And I was like, man, that's a good idea. And so I, I started reaching out to people. Some people threw in a few. I was like, man, let's hook Joe up, you know, and toss him some bread. And so some people put a couple dollars in. Some people wouldn't put any money in at all. But we were actually able collectively to give him more than he made to begin with and kind of just, you know, um, fix that situation. But I learned something from that because me, myself, I couldn't do that by myself. If I, I would have had to just 
I could have just gave him what I made and took the loss. I could have done that. You know, some people say, man, that would have been super spiritual if you'd have done that. Yeah, I hear what you're saying and all that, but that wasn't going down like that at that time. Yeah. But it didn't have to. Yeah. That's the point I'm making because each one of us coming together can accomplish so much more. And so I think about the project out there in the South Side, you know, you know, just him himself, he could dedicate his whole life and everything like that. But look what we're able to accomplish when we come together. And so there's so many ministries across our city that we're involved in as a body that when each one of us, you know, some, like a need comes up, like the roof at the church up there up north. You know, I mean, I can't necessarily throw in three grand for that roof. I could probably drop thirty dollars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For that cause or or food program or homeless shelter, whatever it might be, because we have our hands in all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um to me, like, I think a lot of times folks don't realize the bigger picture that, you know, you plugging into an organism that can bless the community around. And when we all come together like that, you know, we can accomplish big things. Um and so I know we see a lot of that in our church, but uh, you know, in any in any church setting, you know. So I think that's a another key aspect uh, that really catches my attention. You know, what I mean, it gets overlooked by people a lot of times. Um, just the opportunity that you have to make a difference as a larger group in a in a local church setting. So. Yeah, I mean, most likely whatever church you know somebody's in and there's places of need you know there's there's various like you said ministries um for food there's that hornity uh or whatever it may be um there's a there's always a place to give back as well there's always a place you know it's like uh I mean, and, and that just kind of comes natural when you live when you live in God's presence and you live abiding in His love for you. Then it just flows back out, and the, the church gives avenues for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. resources, man. I, yeah. Like we got a room at the church right now with all kind of stuff and anything that I got. You know, now I just take it over there to the to the Nehemiah room. You know. Um, I mean, within reason, you know what I mean? I don't take, like, trash over there, but anything I got that I need to get off, uh, I might have upgraded furniture, or sometimes you might even just buy something and just donate it in there just to look out like that. But either way, that room is there full of all kind of stuff, food, clothes, furniture, appliances. And <clears throat> I've benefited from that multiple times, but, you know, say somebody's house burns down or something, these type of things happen. And I know our church does, and I know a lot of churches do. My, my first church I went to had a food bank. And um, clothes and everything, you know. I don't think I've been to a church that doesn't have that, honestly. And so now we're in a position to what you need, you know, like to supply whatever it is. Um, and like I said, that's a practical, a practical resource, you know. You, your house burned down, and you plugged into that church like that. You're gonna realize that benefit in that moment. You're like, man, this is really good that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this situation. And it ain't just us. We don't just look out for ourselves. You know, a lot of people benefit from that room that don't even go to our church. It ain't that kind of. It ain't that kind of thing, man. You freely receive, so you freely give. But uh, but definitely, if you are a part of, you know, that body, you're gonna you're gonna be front and center for that benefit. So, stuff like that. Definitely, just stuff like that. Well, so you said something earlier. I think is a good, you know thing to kind of hit on is that uh so you said you know it was very uncomfortable for you mm-hmm. to i mean several uh parts of your journey but especially that initial uh going going to you know join a church not not even like join a church as far as membership but i'm talking about you want to start attending a church i mean talk about that a little bit because i mean i i had that experience as well because anything that's new is gonna be uncomfortable yeah um but i think that's important for people because i'm sure that there's a lot of people you know who are tired of going through their life just wandering yeah you know just themselves you know just independently 
and their soul is tired and heavy you know what i mean and they yeah. they've considered you know should i go to church should i not you know is it any is there anything for me is it gonna you know i mean what would you say to them yeah absolutely so uh i think there's a couple of a couple of different things that happen um so you can't really pinpoint one thing but i, I know for me a couple of the things that probably a lot of people will relate to is you know just being honest just being straight up people can kind of sugarcoat it and everything but a lot of times what goes on is we're dealing with shame you know or so we we expect that we're supposed to fit a certain type of mold to be in there and i am gonna pull a little bit of bible preaching that i, I said i wasn't gonna do a lot of but i am gonna kind of i am kind of dip into the bible for this concept because jesus hung out with sinners a lot yeah and so i think a lot of times we have when we're on the outside we don't even really understand what's going on inside a church and we presume that that's where all the holy people are at and they're going to look at me sideways because I know what I got going on in my life. And I know for me, you know, I had to come in and really believed in this this word. You know, I really believe in the living God now. Without a doubt, I met him. It ain't just, you know, philosophical belief. I've, I've encountered him. I'm, I, like, I know him now. I'm walking with him. But I, but I got these issues going on that have lapsed over and I'm struggling in this area and this area, X, Y, and Z. And so, you know, it was uncomfortable for me because it's like, man, I got to put on like this isn't going on. But what I found throughout time as in getting vulnerable with people and being open is actually I was welcomed. And so I wasn't shown because of issues that I had going on and struggles and stuff like that. What I found is that in the church and the way I picture is like Jesus sitting at the table with sinners, you're not condoning a sinful lifestyle. If you're in immorality, you know, you got an addiction of some sort or whatever the case may be. He's not condoning that. It's destructive to you. Why would he condone that if he loves you? Exactly. But the thing is, though, what he is doing is saying, that's all right, I, 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 I'm, I'm not just rejecting you off. I understand how you got here. I'm here to actually walk with you through this thing to the other side. I'm here to give you the tools and the support and the encouragement you need for us to get through to the other side of this thing. And we're going to walk through it. And so what ended up actually happening is in a lot of ways, I've felt more welcome in church bodies than anywhere else and to me that's how it's supposed to be but on the outside i didn't know that i saw it the opposite okay. and so my suggestion to people is uh a lot of times like you might feel uncomfortable because you're like man i'm you know i might be uh i'm still drinking or i might be looking at the pornography or whatever boom 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 whatever you got going on I'm living with my girl or whatever the case. All this different stuff that happens. My temper's bad. I be blowing up on people. That that kind of stuff. Whatever it may be. And you assume I got to go in here and fake for these people. My suggestion would be you actually don't have to. And because if there's something inside you that knows these things are wrong. And I don't want to be doing these things. God's trying to lead you to the church to get around the people that you're going to find out have the same testimonies. Yep. And they're on the other side. And that that's a lot of times to me what Satan's trying to keep you from. And he's using shame and accusation to do that. But when you get in there and you start being honest about this stuff, you find out there's men and women that have these same experiences. And they're going to actually come alongside of you and walk with you through that. So I think shame is one of the things. I think another thing, too, is our culture. Like, we are particularly in our... And it might not just be. I've only lived in my generation. But I think a lot of times we we tend to just be antisocial towards those that uh, aren't part of our... Uh, demographic you know what I mean and so it's, it feel it just feels awkward going in and socializing and opening up that way a lot of times man we didn't have parental figures in our home so you know you got the older people in there you don't even really know how to interact with them because you don't have that experience so there's a lot of newness a lot of times particularly when you're transferring off of well it used to be off of the street but nowadays things are so rampant in our culture and broken homes and what have you that um it's just not it's not normal and the reason is and it really goes back to the overarching theme of what i'm saying a healthy church is actually a family exactly. environment yeah. and so when you don't have a healthy family point of reference you feel awkward you know what i mean you out you feel out of place you don't know how to receive love and you don't know how to you got people coming up hugging you and all this stuff and you're like man this is uncomfortable for me and um i think those are two of the main reasons just one shame and accusation which is actually wrong. And my my thing would be if you do go into a church and you get handled that way, go find another one. You know exactly. what I'm saying? They they missing yeah. they I'm not condemning them or anything. This is a 
figurative statement anyways. But, you know what I'm saying, try, try to bounce around a little bit. Don't don't give up on God because of what people did to you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not to condone anything. Right. It's, it's never that kind of thing. It's just, you know, Jesus said, I'll come to kick it with these sinners. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you, basically he was saying to the Pharisees, and then you go mind your business. I came to call sinners, not the righteous, yeah. that they come to repentance, you know? But he was willing to walk with them through that process. You know what I'm saying? He kicked it with them. He did life with them. He taught them what healthy life looks like. To me, it goes back to the thing with Pastor Ty. It wasn't so much him preaching at me and stuff. He did that yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. But, you know, and Wednesdays or whatever. But through the week, a lot of my interaction with these men and women of God I've been around has not been preaching. It's been demonstration of a healthier lifestyle. Right. And when I start to see that, or we could use that word holiness, I'm like, man, that's what I need. Yeah. I don't need them to preach it at me. I, I recognize it myself. I'm like, this is what I need. I need my life to be looking like that. Right. Because they got peace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> my experience in a healthy church is it's like a hospital. You know, it, uh, it's not where, you know, the perfect people come to all gather and, you know, have a party, but it's where people who know that they're broken and there there's healing available here you know it's like you said there's people at that church who have walked through what you you are walking through or struggling with and they have experienced victory uh by the spirit of god and the counsel of god and that was my experience is i was welcomed with open arms um like mother and father type figures um it was a little un it was uncomfortable at first it was a little awkward at first but it's like that when you meet anybody new you know mm -hmm. but i would say and i guarantee that you would agree that it was well worth it you yeah, know absolutely. that short term uh being uncomfortable i mean it's like that with most thing most things in life you know new things are going to be uncomfortable but if they're healthy, they're worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just think, I think, I mean, you nailed it with the shame and, and the, the condemnation thing. And I just think there's so many lies that, uh, that are established to keep us out of the church, out, you know, and out of, you know, the place where there's healing and there's there's truth yeah because that's the place where all that stuff's gonna end up getting fixed you know what i'm exactly. saying a lot of times in the long run you know? and we do <laughs> we do live in a spiritual world you know the spiritual realm is very real even if we want to walk around every day and ignore it yeah. you know um and a lot of times we're trying to fix spiritual problems via you know natural way or, you know, in our own power or in our own, you know, by our own understanding. But, um, I mean, look all around us. Um, I am going to bring up a Bible verse, too. I mean, in the book of Romans, it says, all of creation testifies that God is real. Yeah. I mean, in Psalms, it said, you know, only the fool says in their heart that there is no God. You know, look around you. Look at the the mountains the oceans you know all all of creation you know all the animals you know look at our human body how uh specific and uh you know intricately uh made you know it's it's amazing somebody yeah. had to create this yeah and i think you know i mean is you know a lot of things in life for a symbolic like god had it planned out that way he's giving hints and clues everywhere and they're blatant and uh just going back to the body you know, there's a couple points for me and then i, I pretty much close on it but um on my end but uh you know the body has all these different parts you know that do they have different functions what you know the bible talks about that in romans and, and some other places too i think but i think about our church congregation you know like i said uh we got a repair we need to make on the car. We got mechanics in there. I, I, I was taught by, you know, I had Mr. Bruce on the show a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he taught me, um, he was a former mechanic himself. So we got a couple in there. He taught me how to fix the valve cover gasket leak. And, 
you know, so these are people that have different functions and abilities. We got nurses in the church. We got people that have dealt with real estate that can teach you that, you know what I mean? And so the body has all these different parts. And when you assemble them all together into a group like that, you can pretty much get whatever you need. And I think God had that in mind. It's practical application. He, he's not he's not stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, tell, he's telling us to assemble because it does say do not forsake the assembling yourselves together. It is a command, you know, so to speak. And uh, he, but he's not stupid. He's saying it because he knows there's a benefit in this for us, you know. Absolutely. And so we got all these different people that can do different things. I could be anything, you know. I'm sure we got somebody in our church that knows how to swing a golf club. Yeah. If you want to start playing golf, you gonna pay five hundred dollars for lessons. You gonna let so and so teach you? I don't know who plays golf in our church. Somebody probably does. Somebody. You know what I'm saying? Just anything like yeah. that, and you'd be amazed what you find. And then the second thing I'll say that kind of ties into that is what you also end up finding is you start to build relationships that last a lifetime. You know, one of my major takeaways from my time in Georgia, that was where I really learned how to plug in. I remember, I'm going to put you on blast for a minute, but I remember when I did come home and I was like, well, I'm going to try lambs out. And I remember asking you, you know, what's up with pastor? You know what I'm saying? Because like, I was like, because surely you done kicked it with him by now. You'd been there for like a year. So you told me no. And I was like, what you mean? No, you ain't kicked it with pastor yet? Yeah. And so, but the reason I said something like that, it had that mentality to be kind of, um, proactive and intentional about developing relationships was I learned that from Georgia. Yeah. So so people showed me that. And um so I was I now carried that with me. And um but that was the thing though because the main thing that I think came out of me from Georgia is, you know, you know, a lot of times when you come out of the old lifestyle into the new, you lose relationships. And people think it's because uh oh, well you holy rolling now so you can't be around these. Well my experience was, you know, now that I'm trying to live this way, these people had no more use for me. Yeah. I mean I'm just being honest. That's how it went exactly. down. They, all of a sudden I don't get calls back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't get response or nothing like that. Or it's kinda of real short, like, yeah, okay. But I can't help this is what I'm into now, you know, right. and we can still kick it. I don't care what you got going on, but it just kinda of changed and so, you know, and at the same time I can't put myself in bad situations also. So there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But um but nonetheless though and I had this this new circle, and you know I have friendships that are closer and tighter, that are more genuine than anything I ever had before, and they came from being plugged into the body where we are now. But also a lot a lot of that came from Georgia, where I, I developed friendships, you know, relationships that I, I believe will last the rest of my lifetime. You know, I'll stay. And as I say, we talk every day. We live in different states, but um, these are people that I'll be connected with for the rest of my life. You know. So I mean, those are those are another couple of major things that that I think um, I I've had the experience of, and that you know when I talk to people and they're kind of down on church and they're like, nah, that just ain't for me because X Y Z, and I'm like, man, I wish you knew what I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and could and could because you don't know, you don't even know what you don't know, and there's no telling what's on the other side of this for you. There's a lot of problems that you have today that there's solutions for you that are not religious things. That are waiting on the other side of a church door somewhere in your community, and you're you're not walking through that door to 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 give yourself access to whatever those things are or whatever that breakthrough or that resource is. So, um, yeah, man, that's pretty much uh, a lot of what I've had going over the last years, you know. Yeah, and I think I guess I'll say one more thing too. I mean, going back to this to the sin thing, you know. A lot of people like to think, oh, well, you get saved and everything was all, all good, but it's it's not the case. I've still had struggles and issues, and had it not been for people in church settings to come alongside me and, and have insight into what I've been dealing with and everything like that, <clears throat> and hear testimonies and have prayer and you know encouragement and grace as the main word, uh, I probably I'm, I very well may have given up by this point because Satan's just constantly attacking and accusing. Yeah. But had it not been for men and women of God to give me grace whenever I'm feeling like, man, I done did X, Y, or Z, and I can't seem to shake, you know, A, B, or C, um, I'm done. I'm roasted, you know. And for them to hit me with that grace and say, you know, let's put that behind and look forward and, you know, so on and so forth, I might have threw in the towel a long time ago. Um, but I got that hope now that, I, you know, I may not have had that I not have a, a group of believers around me uh, to point me in the right direction, so. That's my experience too, you know. It hasn't been, it, it's not perfect, you know, just because you get saved, you know, and you decide to live a different lifestyle, you know, the one that God 
has chosen for us to live. Um, but really, that's kind of when almost the battle really starts. Yeah. And um, you need people, you need community, friends, fathers, and mothers to walk you through that process in that time in your your life. But uh, last thing, and I mean the last thing I wanted to say was that you know just don't let other people uh, dictate your life, your experience. Um, if you're thinking about, you know you want to walk with God, you know, who is God, you know, why am I on this earth, um, you know, what is, what is truth, what is, what is, what is false, you know, um, if you're, you're living a lifestyle, or you, you, you have certain addictions that you, you want to come out of, um, and you want to be free from, I mean, there's answers, you know, for everything, you know, God, God is the way, I mean, he's really the only way, but, um, you know, just don't let other people keep you out of, you know, seeking that new lifestyle in a, in a healthier lifestyle, and, uh, glorifying God with your life, um, because we're only here once, and, uh, I know for me, and Sammy at this point is, it's bigger than us, and we want to do what God put us here to do. You know, we we can know and, uh, you know, live in re relationship with the creator of the universe and creator of, of mankind. So I can't think of anything better to spend my time on, my short time on earth doing. So that that's really what I would end on. Absolutely, man. I, one thing I, I want to say, too, that you said that uh, it's so important is, it's like I said, man, it's it's really supposed to be a family. And where you gather to, to, to you know, where y'all congregate, where your church building is at, that's y'all's house, you know, that y'all all share. You know, and, um, <clears throat> man, I've gained mu multiple mother figures, father figures, grandmother, grandfather figures, brothers and sisters. Um, and I mean, at my age, not so much sons and daughters, anything like that necessarily, but but definitely, you know, the others that I mentioned, and um, that's a tremendous asset, you know what I mean? And you might have a great mom and a great dad and four wonderful grandparents. Why not have more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But how much more so if you don't have that? You know, um, many a fatherless young man or woman has walked into a church and inherited multiple what they call spiritual fathers. And that's not a, that's not a biblical term. It's just, a, it's just a way of giving language to a concept. But it's people that come into your life and really feel that type of role. And when you have so many of them, you have access to so many of them, it takes the pressure off of any one of them, you know, um, to have to be everything for you at every given time. And so I have multiple people now that fill these roles in my life. And for me, I, you know, a lot of my family, I don't have a lot of family, you know what I mean, uh, around me, outside of my mother, really. Um, you know, for the most part, and I mean, I got my grandfather here, everything like that. Uh, but it's just been that way, you know, outside of my mother, there hasn't been a lot of that closeness, um, especially after my dad passed when I was a teenager. But I inherited so much of that in the church, man, it's crazy. And none of that was stuff I was looking for, and I wouldn't have been able to articulate any of that to you eight years ago. Yeah. And so had I not get in there, gotten in there, I wouldn't know. But that's the purpose of us doing this, is to share some of these things so maybe you don't have to be blinded like, you know, I say I was, like you know, Dalton saying he was. Uh, you can hear these things and hopefully to spark something in your heart and mind and say, you know what, all that makes complete sense. And, um, you know, maybe God will provoke you to kind of go take advantage of what's out there waiting on you um, on the other side of a church door. So that would just be my encouragement, man. You know, um, don't don't be closed-minded, you know. Like, just uh, be willing to be a little uncomfortable and try things out too, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you'll know when you're you're in the right place. But you got to be honest, like he was saying earlier, because uh, a lot of times we're looking for reasons to not do something. And you got to wipe all that out, have a clean slate and be very objective, like I like to say a lot, and just be honest with yourself, you know what I mean? And that'll help you to be honest with other people in situations. So, uh, but yeah, just a general overview of this conversation, you could tell that there's been a lot of benefit in my life and Dalton's um, from being part of a local church. 
And I, I really think a lot of these things is what God had in mind, not so much just the religious teaching aspect, which is part of it. But, uh, you know, that's that's only really one facet. It's really us doing life together. And it's really, to me, the key word is family. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Bible refers to brothers and sisters as those that are uh, believers, you know. So that's intentional on his part. So, so yeah, man, cool. That's uh, I think that's all I got. Oh, me too. Good. I enjoyed it. All right, man. Well, cool. So uh, I enjoyed it too, and I hope y'all have a, a good uh, afternoon or morning or night or whatever it is you got going on, and hope this blesses you, man. So until next time, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Mountain. Please reach us at thegardenmountain at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or comments on this episode, any future episodes, or past episodes. You'll also find the link to our YouTube channel in the description of the channel. And any links relative to the topics that were discussed in today's episode will be posted in the description area of this episode. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing y'all next time.